Well, that actually started relatively quick. Well, welcome back to the podcast. It's, you know, you're joined usually with your two hosts, and I'm Damian Rocha Jr. I'm Robert Jones. And today we are joined by two of our friends, and mainly because it just has to do with the topic. And if they'd like to introduce themselves, you can go by nickname so no one knows who you are, or you can go by your actual name and we can just call you that. I'll just say my first name. How about Hunter? Okay. I'll just do it. go with that, man. <laughs> All right, you got Hunter and then... I'm Jake Halverson. All right, nice to meet you too. How's your day been? You know, want to start off fresh, start off nice. Don't want to be weird about this whole thing. Get you kind of loose and everything. I'm sleep deprived as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, how are you? It's been a good day. I'm uh, ready to get things started here. Nice, nice. Well, today's topic is all about Magic the Gathering. Because all of us here play it, we have cried, we have cheered, we have screamed, and damn near broke our friendship because of this card game, which we all started getting into again. About like roughly a year? yeah, literally a so year. Probably two two years ago, I think actually. Nah, because we've only I've only been living here about a year. Is when we started. Oh really? It's been mm-hmm. about oh yeah, true. Yeah, last been, year, yeah, last it's year, been over a year. Because I'm pretty sure we started in like September. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. when that's when the set came out. Of course, at yeah. 2020. I mean, we, we we played it like on and off. We haven't like been playing it like like every night or at least once. We haven't even played it like once a week. Like even like for like it's a been, year. Like, yeah, it's been a while since we even played. Actually, it's yeah. been like it's, a month. It's probably yeah. been like a month since the last time we played. Yeah, I'd we, say we play once a month though. Yeah, but we but we've been playing and we've been keeping up with everything. Like like we know like the um like what the most recent like pack like or like um expansion is. Um, yeah. we don't play commander though, and for those who don't yeah. understand what that is, commander is a hundred card deck, but you can only have one like one of each card so for example if you had a card that's called murder you can only have one murder in your deck you can't have the normal three to four like max of four that you would want in a normal 60 card deck which really makes everything fun but yeah it's just uh today we're basically gonna be talking about like our favorite cards favorite experiences about it favorite color color combinations stuff like that and we're gonna try to explain it to you as best as we can so you don't get confused along the way or you don't really like struggle to understand what we're saying so there, there are probably better versions of cards that we're gonna name off as our favorite. Um, we only started, we only started like really getting into it, like into like M M twenty, um, because it's when, spark. Yeah, because it's, it's like literally that. when M twenty came out, yeah. which was like September. Rap, like rap, all, all the stuff that just got rotated out this past September. That's the that's only really the stuff that we know about. Stuff before that, we are not too knowledgeable of. Yeah. So um, for anyone who's wondering, when you hear us say stuff like sets, the sets come out every four months, is it? Yeah. And it's every well, maybe. I don't no, know. it's every three months. I'm pretty sure because it's four in a year. Maybe I think. Yeah, so. I think it's every every year they release four. And what he means by getting rotated is once the new set comes out, the old set of like four to five would get rotated out, and you can no longer play yeah. normally with them. They rotate once a year. So. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. But yeah, to start things off, we're just gonna say <laughs> we're just gonna say what our uh, favorite colors are. Uh, for me, uh, it's kind of difficult actually, but I'd probably say it's probably probably green because I use green a lot green in like lot. a lot of my decks, and it's just it's just because green you can summon in a lot of creatures. So when like for example, if I had a one one, which means one attack, one defense, it can have an ability that's like every time land comes in, yeah. it gets buffed by one which means one uh two two and it'd be like another creature enters the battlefield gets another one one so it'd be a three three stuff like that it's just you, like you like the you, growth you, aspect of you it. like the way green plays but like your favorite abilities aren't necessarily from green or don't necessarily like 
derived from, from derived from green. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's. Mean, I mean, green can have like cool abilities, so, like the same, like say Death Touch. Like you'll find you'll find Death Touch more often in black than you will green. in green. But there's there is green Death Touch creatures yeah. and so. stuff. So. All right, Rob. What would your favorite color be? Would you say? Not surprising anyone at this table. It's blue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> you fucking dope. You know, I think I gotta go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead and explain why you enjoy it. Um, just uh, just the way it plays. Um, I like to have answers for everything that hits the battlefield, and blue can do that very easily. So Fuck that's that's usually the reason why. I also like to draw cards, and I like to know what's what's in my library because when you play the game you draw a card from your library on each of your turns and there's some abilities that allow you to see what's on top of your library and you could choose whether you want it on top or on bottom of your library things like that it allows me to know what's what's coming up in the game it allows me to um be able to find answers that i need if i don't have them immediately so i don't know i just i enjoy the way it plays hundred Oh man, and this is a toss-up between red and black. <laughs> I mean, I normally use. I, I, I guess I'm gonna go with red right now because that's the most that I use. Yeah. Red is very aggressive, and that's the reason why I use it. You also find a, you also find a lot more dragons in red. Oh, I know, oh I know fuck you yeah, love dragons. Yeah. I love my dragons. <laughs> you can't go wrong with fucking dragons. You and know? it is pretty funny watching you play. And like, for example, the one game we had where we all were arguing, but with you. And you threw down like a legendary Dracuseth. For people who don't know, when you have that on the field, he can attack for what twenty something know. damage. It's, it's yeah, insane. it was and you only, oh, you practically attack for lethal. Yeah, yeah for I normal... also had mirror match as well. Oh yeah. That. So that was that was that's probably what made me win that game. To be honest. <laughs> now you it just Dracuseth by itself because we were at low numbers as is. You attacked us once and brought us down to low numbers. Oh, but yeah. by the time we got Mancer to get him off the field, it was you had too four. Late. Yeah, you had like yeah. four more things. We're like, oh, we died. Yeah, yeah wasn't cool. it four or more Dracuseths? Or no, 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 no. You no, played was... the wrong card that game. Oh yeah, no, it was the it next was... game after that that you got Dracuseth oh, because yeah, we were right. arguing that's with right. each other. Yeah, I remember. I remember a game where he did slam down Dracuseth with Mirror March, and he got like three of them. So there was like four in total on the yeah. field. And I, I remember he could have killed all of us in that one turn, but he wasn't really like I don't know like. You like yeah. miss lethal on somebody. I, I forget. I forget who it was, but I think it was Jake. Yeah, maybe it was me. Yeah. I believe he missed lethal by like three damage. Mm -hmm. It was something like that. Yeah. And I think I was. I think you're just. I don't remember if I turned that game around or not. No, he he ended up killing you, I believe, and ended up winning, but was mad because you got rid of all his Dracusets. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, you pissed me off. <laughs> I was. And I think he there. killed you with like a shock or I think whatever hit you for like four or whatever. <laughs> I hate <laughs> oh, <damage>. yes. <laughs> I remember burn that. Burn damage. Yeah. Oh, I hate burn blood. damage. But Jake, would you like to explain your favorite color? Um, well, I am a green player. Mm -hmm. I have always enjoyed green. Um, there's an aspect called ramp, which this is a term for... There's these things called land or mana that you use in the game that allow you to summon in your creatures or other spells of other types. Ramp is basically a term for getting as much of this mana as fast as possible. Yeah. So um, so instead of only being able to because you can only play one land each turn instead of land being only being your only source of mana you can like play like say you play like two land right or you're like you're on your second turn make that mana play a creature and that creature could have an ability where it gives you mana so you're pretty much playing two lands in a turn absolutely so yeah. that, that that's what ramping is yeah yep. or like you play a sorcery that makes you draw more land from your deck or like look for land put it yeah. on the back and stuff like that yep. yeah great card but yeah those are our favorite colors and the quick rundowns on them because. Just want to give you a quick thing, but what would you say your favorite color combination of a deck would be? 
mine, it's kind of hard to decide because green is in all of them. Yeah, yeah. Gr yeah. I personally would probably say... What's the one that you had the f most fun in? Oh, probably green-black. Green-black. Easily green-black. The reason for it is because green gives you a lot of health, and it like it gives you a bunch of health for certain cards. It makes creatures bigger. And with black, it has an ability called Death Touch, where anything it hits just dies. Doesn't matter how much defense you have, doesn't matter how big of a creature it is. If you do not have Indestructible, which Indestructible means you do not die. The only way you get off the field is getting exiled, which is like, for example, taking something and putting it out of the game is literally how you get rid of it. But if you do not have that, you die. You get hit by it and you just die. It's just a good aspect in like, a lot of things with death touch are like two twos one ones like usually something small so you have a blocker but with green you can make them bigger so they're actually something to fear and you can summon in a lot more of those tinier creatures to do damage well that big one sits there and goes go ahead you can attack me i will block it and i'm okay with dying because black has the aspect of bringing things back from the dead so after it dies you can bring it back to the field same thing with green Bring it back, it comes back with more like attack and defense on it or more health to you when it comes back. It's a very fun color combination to play. Rob, would you like to explain your favorite color combination? Uh, for those who know Magic, um, I, it's probably the worst combination anyone likes to play against, but it's blue-white. I mean, it's uh. just... <laughs> again, it just has, it allows me to have the answers for everything that hits the battlefield. That's simply all it is, too. If the cops were, like, a thing, it would literally be blue, white, and magic. They don't yeah. allow you to do anything. Yeah, pretty much. You have to follow their rules. <laughs> we make we make the rules, and you can't break them. <laughs> Even though you're breaking the rules yeah, by playing yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say on that one? Not just... really. I mean, I guess, like, uh, um, because of the way it plays, um, where I have answers for everything, I usually end up going into late game with, with it. And so the reason, well, at least the way I play blue, when I have answers for everything, I uh, I go into late game normally with blue, and then having white in the mix not only allows me to have more answers, but it allows me to gain life, too, to be able to survive longer. So then aggro decks, I could have a chance against some aggro decks, but... Yeah, that's that's about it for that color combination. Hunter? Uh so my favorite color combination is actually black, red, and white. <laughs> I mean that's the one you played with the most, so Well, I mean it's the one that I've built around the most recently. Yeah. So the reason why I did like uh do a black, red, white deck though is because of that, that life that lifelink and then you got death touch with the black and red is also very aggressive yeah i mostly use red for my creatures though and i use black as my like uh sorceries and stuff. sorceries and, and, and then white's instance. more like they're they're also like some creatures like like uh like the knights but it's usually a combination it's like red white creatures, yeah yeah not just red or white creatures uh i think i only have one white creature yeah, but you're just mainly looking for the life from from white. Yeah, yeah, I'm mostly looking for the life. And then some um, of your lands too even give you life. Yeah, yep. Uh, I mostly use black and red though, in, in that deck though. It's very nice. So it, it's a very nice color color combination. Because you have an aggressive like, even if like it's very aggressive and it's it's also it's also if you have that death touch in there. It's because oh, like shit, a, yeah, dude. it's like you have a creature that has a death touch and you have a creature that's like say a five one. So all you need is a one one to kill it. But it's still going to go through if you put Trample on it, or if it just goes, no, I'm still going to hit you. And then I have a card that makes it so I can take your creature and hit you with that. Yeah. Right. Because red's, mean... red's a very fun color. It's just super aggressive. 
And like, I'm, I'm kind of happy that recently they started putting in draw cards that we know of, where it's like, sacrifice a card, draw a card, or sacrifice a creature, draw two cards, or however many cards, depending on the Exile these mana. mini cards in the yeah. top, and you could play them for like, until like, the end of your next turn. Which is like nice, that. because Which, red's yeah. just like, get rid of all your cards, now you're sitting there and just top decking. Yep. Uh, as of recently, I've been <laughs> on a, uh, a solo green kind of mission, but combination-wise, it'd have to be green-black. Um, I really like getting big creatures on the field and kind of like them staying there. Yeah. So with black, it kind of allows me to, as Damien said earlier, graveyard recovery. Oh, yeah. Where I can keep bringing them back <laughs> from the dead and basically keep threatening the other players with these big creatures constantly. It's just, it's just a very nice color combination. It's very nice to like know that even if something dies, you won't it won't be detrimental to you winning the game or losing the game. It's just, okay, next turn, bring three things back. Thanks for killing it. It's like, ah, sick. But yeah, the next thing we're gonna get on topic of is what is your favorite type of card? And I mean like creature-wise. So me, I'm gonna start off. Mine is probably Vampire. I very much like the idea of if a it's you you usually see if I'm not mistaken all vampires are either mainly black or black and white there's some white ones but basically it's the vampire hits you you gain life or if you gain life some way all opponents lose life it all has to do with life which once again goes into green having green give you three life so since you gain three life everyone loses three life it's like stuff like that is really nice and fun to play with I thoroughly enjoy it because it's just the stuff you can make around vampires is so much fun because people even though you're gonna lose it they're scared to hit you because you gain life off of it so like lifelink you'll see on some vampires flying usually flying yeah. at they're, death touch love it all of it it's just everything yeah. about the vampires it's just they're really cool. they usually either have lifelink death touch or a combination of the two yeah yeah so with this one I'm going to go to Hunter, because Hunter had a big smile on his face when I said it, so yeah. I'm just going to mess up the rotation a little bit here. Hunter, I'm pretty sure we all know what your favorite type is. Fucking dragons, dude. <laughs> oh, my is. God. Dude, like, hold up, though. Like, ah, uh, jeez, I don't know. Dragons are probably one of my favorites. I don't know why. They're I, usually I, big creatures, but the moment they hit the battlefield, that's a game changer. I, usually. That, that's, that, that's one of the reasons why, I guess. But, but yeah. it's not just not just because it's a game changer, but it's a fucking dragon. I mean, who's, who's not scared of... <laughs> hold up, hold up. My, my logic is, who's not scared of a fucking dragon? Uh, depends on what logic we're talking about, because if it's Pokemon logic, fairy types. Okay. okay. <laughs> or other I dragon mean, types. I'm, I'm more or less looking at, like, fucking Skyrim or, like, medieval... Know, actual, yeah, like, like medieval uh, the dragon depictions. Oh, that, okay, first of all. First of all, motherfucker. Dracoseth? Nah, here's Rabombi. <laughs> yeah, Dracoseth would eat. That's just the game. Apparently, actually, like in the series, it's just like, it's not as effective, but it still hurts them. But yeah, yeah as you no, were saying. Yeah, no, that, that's my favorite. Just because they're fucking dragons, dude. And, and like, also, they usually have like dope abilities. And they have dope names. Like, Dracoseth, what is it? Maw like, of Flames. Yeah, oh. the Maw of Flames. When you yeah. hear Dark. that thing hit the like the table, you're like, ah, we should probably start paying attention. One of my favorite dragons, Gardok, the, the Crown Scourge. Oh, is, uh, the, which one is that one again? That's the th four drop? No, three drop. That's the three drop black, the, the red dragon, where you have to use four tokens. Oh, yeah. And with Ray. He came out in M21. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's one of the newer ones. Yeah, so for people who don't know, his ability allows or doesn't allow him to attack unless you have four tokens. 
and the way you get those tokens artifacts, is but yeah. well artifact tokens i guess it'd be artifacts it, it, it is no it's just artifact tokens oh i say yeah. well no no it was, it was, it was artifacts. artifacts artifacts and tokens but, but you get tokens from his ability yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Counts so it's like if yeah. anything dies on his turn for each thing that died he gets a token from it which once he gets four he's allowed to attack because all he can do at the point is defend and it's kind of scary because he's a red creature and yeah. red does a lot of face damage or just damage outright for example of instead of having like a creature on the field he can play an instant card that does two damage to any creature well if i have a one one it doesn't matter because i'm not hitting a creature i'm getting hit by like technically a spell it would be and it's just like oh cool i died but now he gets one more artifact on his side three more and we're all getting slapped for a yeah. lot it also helps too because he could still defend with yeah. that and, a, and like a three drop for a five four body, that's really good. There's not a lot of three drops that are gonna be able to get through that. And Rob, what would your what would your favorite type be? Uh, probably a Sphinx. I was gonna just, say just I was gonna guess, but um, uh, they all do cool they, things. They, yeah, they do. And in when I play control again, I play late game. So then I I allow myself to be able to play the bigger the bigger creatures and the colors that I play. It's normally Sphinxes. Um, and they do, they help out a lot, like, um, like Dream Trawler. Um, they help me draw cards, has a lifelink too, so it keeps me alive longer. It's a big body, can give itself hexproof so it can't be targeted by removal. It's a good, it's a good card. And there's other Sphinxes that do other things, like there was one that came out in, oh, I forget what, what, it, I think it was Theros, I'm pretty sure it was Theros, where when he hits the battlefield, each, um, opponent mills like 10 cards or something Is like that. Is that Black Sphinx? No, it was it was blue. Oh. I think it was a six drop. Yeah, it was a six drop. Okay. I forget I forget its I forget its name. But when it enters the battlefield, each opponent puts the top ten cards in the library in their graveyard. So they're just kind of like a game ender. Just like my final piece to just my know, piece I, I've, like, 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 like like I survived this long to be able to play this. When I play this, it's just it's a game changer. It's in my favor for a long time. Just like your face, <laughs> Jake. Uh, it's gonna be. <clears throat> some combination of either just elves or elf druids um they have a lot to do with just supporting yourself or your other creatures um such as evolution stage uh whenever yeah. a land comes under uh, under your control she uh, allows your other creatures to what is called proliferate which any counters that were previously put upon this creature or artifact or planeswalker gets you basically get to add another one of that same counter to everything um, and just with a bunch of other uh, elves and droids, they have a lot to do with land as well, which helps me with my ramping and uh, just getting my bigger creatures out there. It's pretty nice. It's yeah, pretty they, are, they, they are very... Um, very supportive. Versi like, versatile, I guess you could say. Yeah, like, because, like, for example, what was it? Um, elves don't normally just do one thing. Like, 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 like you said, elves could either ramp. Elves can also support other characters. They make you look at your cards. Yeah. Yeah, it's like look at the top five cards, pick a creature, stuff like that. Like they're very supportive of heavy cards, which I guess vampires are, but not in the aspect you think. Like, because yeah. elves don't attack that much. Vampires need to have like be, have to be doing damage, or damage has to be being yeah. dealt for them to activate, in a sense, or you have to gain life. Where they can just give you life, they can just deal out damage. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. Now, I just realized I just lied to myself about vampires. It's elementals. I just sat there and thought about it. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, yeah, you, you use a lot of elementals, yeah. the guy. It's yeah. elementals. Basically what elementals are, if you know anything about like 
Lord of the Rings, D&D, any of the mythological things, elementals are physically what you would think they are. If you have a wood elemental, it looks like a tree. A water elemental looks like it's made of water. Fire, earth, etc., etc. Well, not just looks like it. It, it, it is. Yeah, it is literally what it is. And, like, I just like that a lot better because no matter what the elemental is, it synergizes with any other elemental regardless of what the ability is because mm. they benefit one another. Or what kind of element or what color they are. Oh, they yeah. Just, it's if, it's so, an, if it's an elemental, they synergize. So nice. It's such a nice, like, typing. Fuck vampires. They're, like, second best. I just blanked on elementals because elementals are so fun to mess with. I mean, vampires aren't, 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 like, that much of a... They're, they're, they're a threat still, though. Yeah, they are, but, like, not as much as elementals when you can have three different colors of the same typing. Yeah. True. <laughs> True. There's one specific vampire that comes to mind that Whoa. gets me a little aggravated. But hold on, hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh. There's two that I can think of. We'll get there. Actually, yeah, there is two. Now... We're going to go on some uh, happy memories and do our top three favorite cards to play. Okay. Ooh. And we're going to go from our number three up to our number one. We're not going to go, I'm going to name all three, name all three. We're going to go around the table saying our three. It's so much fun. Me. It is a, it is a uh, card that is, it's a black card. It is three drop. It's called Bloodthirsty Aerialist. The reason I like this is because it starts off, I believe, as a 2-2, two, two, or is it a 3-3? Three, three? It's a 2-3. Three. It's a 2-3. Yeah. Two attack, three defense. So she got a big booty. <laughs> the way she works is every time I gain life, I get a 1-1 one, one counter onto my stats. So if I were to gain three life, no matter how much life I gain, I always gain 1-1. One, one. So if I gain four life my turn, boom, she's now a 3-4. Yep. And it keeps doing that the more I gain life. And my favorite color combination is black and green. Well, other vampires, if I hit you, lifelink. Green just gives me health outright. Okay. So there's multiple sources that give me health, which is very nice for her. Because okay. it's, she also has flying, which means the only thing that can block her is other creatures with flying or reach. What yep. reach is, is like a creature that can like physically grab it or like is long enough or big enough to grab at it, which is very nice. I thoroughly fuck your, enjoy it. Fuck your reach, dude. <laughs> <laughs> The but, only uh, reason why... Uh, I'll, I'll get to this one. <laughs> but yeah, Bloodthirsty Aerialist is always fun because, like I said, if you have something with Death Touch, they're going to be scared of that. But I don't think they'll be more scared of a 1-1 one, one with Death Touch as to a 15, like 14, or 15, 16 that's just flying over everything and constantly hitting you for so much damage. And the highest I think I got her to was like a 51-54 or 51-52 <laughs> or something. It yeah. was something crazy. I gained so much health and you guys did nothing to stop it. <laughs> you did not a damn thing to stop it. You have but, a lot uh, of, Oh, sorry. Um, my, this is our third favorite, right? Yep. Yeah. So my, my third favorite card to play, it's a sorcery. It's a green sorcery. Mm -hmm. Seven drop, I think. It's called Plain White Celebration. Came from War of Spark. Um, allows me to choose four of different options, and I could choose one more than once if yeah. I wanted to. So if I wanted oh, to, oh, is I could that the one that lets you gain four life? Yeah. So yeah. so I could choose option four four times if I wanted to. Just sixteen um, life, by the way, for anyone yeah. who's wondering. So so one of the options, like you said, was I could gain four life. That's just one option. Right, and I still have four more, so I could choose to choose that four times. So I could just gain sixteen life outright. But there's three other options. I could proliferate, which Jake explained proliferation. Um, I could create uh, token creatures that are all colors, and then I can return a permanent card from my graveyard. 
I could choose either all of them once, or I could do a mixture of any of them. At least, as long as I do one, four. Yeah, or I could do I could just do a combination of any of them. As long up as to four times. Yeah, as long as it's a max of four so, things that he chose. Yeah. The things that I usually like to do because since it's a seven drop, it's a usually late game. Is before, before 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 I could get it. I like to gain at least life either twice or once. And then I like to proliferate for the rest of the time. Yeah. Depending on where my life total is at. If my life total, I'm like I'm okay with. I just gain four life and then proliferate three times. Once that happens. I am just my battlefield. My battlefield presence is insane. Which is very, it's very yeah. scary when you see that card, because you're like, oh yeah, he's down to one health, but then you see him do it twice. Like ah, now he's at nine. Yeah. Has nine creatures that are all ten tens. It's like yeah. sick. I'm sitting here with two creatures that are one three and four <laughs> one. Let's get at it. Anyways, Mr. Hunter, sir. Yes, sir. Would you like to uh, explain your third favorite card that you've played? Uh Man, this is going to be hard because this is an enchantment. It's Mark of the Vampire. It's one of my favorite enchantments. Yeah, the one from M21, it, I think, it, is what it's, it was. It, it's my second favorite enchantment, actually, but it's my third favorite card. Yeah. But uh, the reason why I like it so much, though, is because of the lifelink, 2 yeah. plus 2. Plus, if, if you have that on like a flying creature, you have flying and lifelink at the same time. So like no matter if it if it gets hit with reach or if it hits, it's just getting yep. life regardless. Regardless. Yeah. But then even if that enchantment is removed off the off the battlefield, it has an ability where you can just bring it back. No, too. that's the other one. Oh, that's oh, the that's the demon one. Yeah. Oh, I'll get oh, I'll get to that I'll get to that oh, one. Okay. I'll get to that one later. Um, okay. But the, there there's a reason why I have Mark of the Vampire in there and then the Demonic Embrace. Which is the That's one that you're like, okay, yeah. okay. That, there's a reason why I have both of those in there, and I'll tell you why when when it comes back to my turn. So, <clears throat> Mr. Jake, would you like to say your number three? My number three is definitely going to be uh, Storev Devkarin Lich. I'm uh, like, no, sorry. <laughs> she's a four drop, uh, five four, five attack, four defense. She has an ability called Trample, which means that if she were to attack and be blocked by another creature. If her attack is higher than their defense, the remaining damage will carry over and hit the opponent's health for uh, total damage. And she also has another ability where when she does combat damage to a player or Planeswalker, uh, I get to turn a target creature or Planeswalker card from my graveyard back to my hand. So yeah, like... Graveyard it's, it's, recovery, it's, graveyard it's, recovery. it's good pressure. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. very nice. And she, like, tied with Trample too. Like he was explaining, like say if he hit my 1-1 one, one creature with Death Touch, his creature's going to die after the remaining damage goes through. So her ability still triggers yep, even, though, so even though she dies. I'm going to block one damage, but four of it's coming to hit me. And because he did damage to a player, he can just go to his graveyard, grab a creature card, put it into his hand. It's like, ah, damn, well, that sucks. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. Good tempo card. It puts up pressure. Mm -hmm. Graveyard recovery. So if it's, even if it's late game, it still helps out. So, my second one, and just let you guys know, you can have ties. We try to keep it to two. So, like, say if you're on any number on this list, you can say, oh, it's between these two cards. You can say two cards. I forgot to say that. Oh, you son of a bitch. You still have, you still have number two and number one. You can have a potential of four cards you explain. Oh, my God. I so have this, five cards. We're so this next list, we're, we're amateurs. So this we're amateurs next one, at this. Fucking amateurs. This next one, both of them are enchantments. It's a tie for my number two most favorite card to play. So, number one. I think it's called uh, Beloved Light or whatever that white one is. Oh, the enchantment. Do you want to look that one up while I explain yeah. what it does? 
What, what set did it come from? Uh, the newest one, I believe. Core twenty twenty one from Zendikar. No, Core twenty twenty one from twenty. So okay. what I was what I was explaining is what this does is it's a white card. It's an enchantment, which an enchantment stays on the field. It's not a creature. It can either go onto a creature or onto the side of the field. Basically, what it does is when it's attached to a creature, whenever I as a player gain life, however much life I gain, I gain that many one ones. For example, if I have a one one with that enchantment and I gain 10 health, it gains 10 one ones, which make it an 11 11. And if you tie that with green, you're just gonna have one of the biggest creatures on the field. Very light best. of promise. There we go, it's called light of, excuse me, light of promise. It's a very fun enchantment to use. It's always like, especially because if you're gaining life with white and green, because you can gain life off of both, people are gonna start looking at that card. They're not gonna worry about any other card because they don't care at the moment. If you have a 15 15, it's gonna start killing anything it hits. Give it a different ability, give it like equipment, something, it's just gonna start damaging it as hard as it can, as fast as it can, and it's just, it makes everything a threat. Now, second one that's tied with is another enchantment, which does kind of the same thing, but not with life. It is called Hydra's Growth. Who saw this? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> as you can tell from everyone's uh, dis <laughs> not disbelief, but anger and frustration. <laughs> This bad boy is uh, the enchantment that you put on a creature. So, for example, when my, when my, uh, when my turn ends, it's going to go like, to the next person to the left, go all the way around. The very beginning of my next turn, it doubles one once. So when you put it on a creature, it gets one. So, for example, that one one is a two two. Next turn is going to be a three three. Next turn is going to have no, a four, four No, in. four four. No, because it'd be one, and then two, it'd be a three three. Oh, it, yeah. oh, oh, I see. And then Isn't the next turn... Though? Yeah, because it doubles no, the no, one, one that it gives. saying the creature would be a six. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be a five five because it's not doubling all of them. Because it's a one one to start. It had two on it. Oh, it doesn't matter. We get it. Fucking. It doubles yeah. the counters. It doubles every time. And a nasty combination is if you put a green and if you put that enchantment on the white enchantment and you gain. Doesn't matter how much life. <laughs> it's getting it's doubled the next time. It's keep going <laughs> off. The highest I got any card. This is on Magic Arena, which is on the computer. The online version, yeah. The online version is, I think it's like 1,091 or something crazy. I forgot. It's 1,091 yeah. attack, 1,000... You broke four digits. That's yeah, 94 remember. defense. I won the game. That's all you need to know. Yeah. I ended up winning. I had 1,800 health at the end, and it was a crazy game. <laughs> the most I had on tabletop playing with everyone that is joining us for this episode was, I believe... It was against me recently. 164 and 164? Yeah. It was, it was, be it was because, because we had a staring match. Yeah. I had, I had a creature with death touch. Your creature didn't have trample. It's the same exact yeah. thing that happened in the game that yeah. online, except it didn't get that far because he's just like, I can't do anything. You're yep. just going to keep gaining health. I'm like, yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those are my ties for number two, and I always love playing either one of them because every time it hits the field... Someone immediately goes, kill it. Kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. Kill it with fire. <laughs> I am the reason why people are scared to play against green. Not, I wouldn't say scared. I'd say they get annoyed. Because it's always like, oh, yeah, it's a 1-1. One, one, but five turns later, it's a 42-42. So have fun trying to kill it. <laughs> Rob, would you like to explain your second favorite cards you played? Um, second favorite card that I've played... Um, it's probably it's probably Magic Mirror. Um, that's not bad, but it's it's fun. Yeah, Magic Mirror is just it's 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 just a fun card. Um, it's an artifact. Uh, at the beginning of each turn, you put a uh, I forget some kind of counter on it. You put a counter on it, and then you draw 
um, that many cards. So if it has two counters, you draw two cards, yep. and so on. Plus, plus the one you draw normally. Yeah, for your yeah, turn. on top of the one that you draw normally for your turn in your draw step. Well, each turn this increases by one, so I right. keep drawing more and more cards. And there is a maximum hand size of seven, but because of this artifact, one of its abilities that I have in a maximum hand size, and you know, like I explained earlier, I like being able to draw cards, I like to be able to know what's in my library. I like to be able to have answers for everything. Magic Mirror does all of that for me in one card. It's really good. It's um, a stupid card. There, there is another card that came out that kind of does Magic Mirror's job a bit better in Zendikar. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, so that's why I'm naming off Magic Mirror. Um, I know Seagate Restoration exists. <laughs> um, it's just I haven't been able to play with it. So. Yeah, so it's like cards that you have experience with and yeah. like how it works. Yeah. Which is very nice. The only weakness I can see it having is literally just you get rid of it. It's like, oh, now you got to discard half your library seven <laughs> turns later. Or you end up killing yourself like you've done twice now with that thing on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can you can lose the game if your library is empty. So for some reason you draw through 60 cards. Yep. Well, it'll be, it'll be less than that, 53, because you start off with seven. But anyways, yeah. if you draw through all 60 of your cards and you end up drawing one more time, but you have no more cards in your library, you just you outright lose. lose. And I've done that to myself because of Magic Mirror. Which is funny to watch, because he's yeah. like, you'll hear him like beg for your mercy, please. Destroy kill, kill, it. No. Nope. Yeah, kill my artifact, He's like, please. nope, nope, you can just, we're waiting for no. your turn. <laughs> and we'll watch him count slowly and just watch his joy drain from his body yeah. as he realizes he's going, he's going to get out of the game. I, I still have fun with it, though, because then I end up having, like, before you, 30, yeah. 30 to 40 cards in my hand. And it's like, it's before so you fun. leave, you can do as much damage yeah. as, as you can and then just dip. It's yep. a big troll deck, basically. It's, it's fun. I enjoy, I enjoy that Magic Mirror card. It's very fun. Mr. Hunter, would you you like to explain your number two and why it's so much fun to you oh man demonic embrace is my fit is my <laughs> second number two and oh geez excuse me uh it's my favorite enchantment by far in the entire game here's why it is a three pl uh, plus three plus one and it's also it also gets demon and it's flying but if you throw it on a dragon it's double flying so which, <laughs> which would be funny to have but yeah the, the reason why so this is my normal strategy that I really want to try to normally do but if I ever do actually get all three of these cards in my fucking hand at the same time I'm gonna shit myself <laughs> <laughs> like I want demonic embrace and mark of, mark of the vampire at the same time when I have the hellkite punisher I mean you have won one game with one of them on the field yeah but if I have both, both of those yeah. on the hellkite punisher which is a dragon my, which yeah. is my second favorite uh, dragon creature by the way which it's just gonna do so much damage oh my god dude Especially if you have enough like red mana, throw yep. like tap that. It's let's see, that would be five with the six, it's eleven plus. Yeah, it's a lot of damage. A lot of damage. Tragically, it's lethal. just a lot of damage. <laughs> it's just a lot of damage, and that's normally like the the that's normally the the, the strategy that I want to go for. You know, that's normally the strategy that I go for. I don't know. I never get it though. I always get one card and then end up playing it because I, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get this card. Okay. <laughs> that's that's fair. But uh, before we go on, I would just like to say, uh, Jake, I see the cards you have. And the only thing I would say is save these two because we're going to talk about something with these specifically. So would you say this would be second or first for this? 
Because I would say this would probably be your second or first if you want to be honest with it. These are probably tied for first. Okay, so that would be your second yeah. card. Yeah. All right, talk about what your second card is going to be. <clears throat> um, probably the first and only non-creature card I will have on this list. <laughs> well, those... It, yeah. Creaster Planeswalk. Uh, it's called Awakening of V2 Ghazi. It is a uh, five drop. It is an instant card, and uh, basically when I play this card, I get to put nine one-one car uh, counters on a specific land that I control. So it becomes a legendary nine-nine elemental creature with haste, which allows it to attack immediately after summoning it, and it's still a land. Yep. So I can still tap it if needed to for yep. the land that it is used for. Yeah, on turn five, you could swing in for yep. nine damage. Which turn, is even earlier if I'm ramping. Just scary, yeah. Yep, he's, which, a, he's a nine nine, and he's doing a lot of damage. This is why I attack you first thing. Once you, <laughs> <laughs> once you see it as enough, you're just like, you know what? Yeah. Get it off. I mean, what, get makes out it, of here. what makes it really good, too, is that it's an instant, so you could use that defensively, too. Yep, you, don't, you don't have to use it on your turn and be able to uh, and have to attack with it. You could actually like, use it defensively, too. Yep, I can plop that thing down whenever I feel. Don't you have three of those fuckers in there? I have Enough. something around those lines. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Oh, my God. My number one. I'm not going to say right away. There is a tie, but I'm pretty sure we all know one of them. So on the count of three, we're going to take a guess on who we think one of the number ones is. We're all going to say an answer. I'm going to say mine. Everyone else is going to say their guess. All right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember most of your cards, so I'm so not, I'm not even going to guess. So I'm on, not even going to try to guess. On three. One, two, three. Two ones. I guessed right. <laughs> who did you say? I said a Johnny. Yvonne was my first. Like, I Johnny? Well, who was John? Wait, what? A Johnny? Oh, a Johnny. I thought you said I don't Johnny. Know, Johnny Bravo, dude. Who's Johnny? I honestly forgot about Yvonne. Yeah. See, that Jesus was my first Christ. guess, but I felt like you were trying to throw us for a loop. Nah, because it is a tie. Well, no, but but he is saying he he is saving that though, because you're not wrong. But he's saving that though. Yep. So so for those who don't know, Yvonne is a one drop. He is a one one. And not very scary. You think, oh, that's not bad. You know, nothing's bad with that. He has an ability that if anybody is to lose four or more health, I believe it is on my turn, though. Uh, or during, just in general. Uh, I can't remember if it's during... Oh, no, it's at, it's at your instep. Yeah, it's if, during my instep. If, if, if an opponent lost four life this turn, at your, but it triggers at your instep. Yeah, yeah, which he would get a 1-1 counter. Yep. Which is not, you know, you're like, oh, that's not too bad. You know, it's not. But he also has another ability. Where? For which, three mana. For four mana. Because it's one, it's one black and then three. Oh, I thought it was yeah. three. Okay. You tap four mana. He gains an ability, or he gains his ability, which gives him a three three and death touch. So you can swing with a five five four four whenever you activate it. But nine times out of ten, they're not going to block it because they're scared of letting a creature die unless they have a small one. Yeah. But me playing the way I do, they'll be like, oh, okay. You block it with another thing with Death Touch. Guess what? All my stuff gains indestructible. It's not going to die. Yeah. So it comes for another turn. So it's just... Ebon's a very fun card. And like I said, if you have that with Bloodthirst Aerialist, you literally just pick your poison. Not to mention that this creature too only costs one yep. to, and to just play. Does. So first turn, you could play this thing. Yep. yep. And it's just like, well, you got to kill that right away. Well, before you do, I'm going to keep hitting you for it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my second favorite card that i really enjoy playing and whenever it hits the battlefield it just it's like ebon it dies within the turn if not the second one is risen reef what risen reef is it is a green one green one blue 
One of any color. It's like a ramp slash draw card yep. engine that's not necessarily drawing cards because you can't mill yourself from it. It's, it's weird. It's, it's crazy. It's when insane. it enters the battlefield, it doesn't have an ETB, which enters the battlefield. It, it sits there. But whenever another elemental, so if it says... No, it triggers for itself too. Does it? Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. it does trigger for itself. Okay. Yep. So when it enters the battlefield, I draw a card. Or I just look at the top card. If it's a land, I just put it on the battlefield. If it's just anything else, I put it into my hand. And like I said, since that entire deck I have is all elementals, every creature that hits the battlefield, I just throw cards out for land and summon in more elementals, or I put them all to my hand, basically. It just gives me a lot of options. Well, yeah. And for a three drop, that's a one one. You think you wouldn't be scared of it, but everybody's like, no, kill it before it gets bigger, yeah. which it always will make my battlefield bigger. Yep. It's just very fun card to use. It's very like gets everything off the sights of every other creature that's on the battlefield and people just look at it and go no kill that thing get it off the field it's dead it's gone get away yeah. just get out of here but yeah that's those are my two top one cards i love playing just because it makes me priority like it makes me the target number one but it's also nice because it gets the eyes off of the rest of my stuff so i can start yeah. dealing with those after they kill it like like you're not like you don't necessarily use them for bait, but they can be used as bait. Yeah. But even if they're not, they they can hold they, their own. Yeah, yeah they, they sit there for a while. Yeah. And they will start hitting you, and it's just so much fun. It's just so much fun to have. And yeah, it's basically all I have to say on that one. All right. Now your turn, Rob. What is right. your number one? Uh, my favorite card is Omen of the Sea. Mm -hmm. Probably very anticlimactic. After, from after after naming plain white celebration magic mirror um but it's something that makes me look cool yeah. <laughs> uh it's like you're the monster that shows up after godzilla and king kong's fight you're just like yeah it's like the country guy that raises the fucking truck by like 10 inches yeah basically <laughs> he rose the bar from himself just to not meet the standards at all yeah. <laughs> anyways i'm sorry for cutting into that go ahead no uh omen of the sea it's a two drop it's an enchantment it allows me to uh, scry to which what that is it allows me to look uh at the top two cards in my library and i could choose whether i want them on top or on bottom but i could put them in in any of that order that i want so like i could keep one of them on top and one on bottom or I could keep both on top, and I could switch them in any order that I want. Or I could put them both on bottom, and again, switch them in any order that I want. Um, I could do that for two, but then not only do I scry two, I also draw a card afterwards. So if there's a card on top out of those two that I like, I could immediately put it in my hand. Right? Sounds good so far. But this thing also has flash, so I could play this on an opponent's turn if I wanted to. So that's something that I like to do. I like to play it on an opponent's turn, because after, after they get their turn done with, on their turn, I could use it, scry to, look for an answer for whatever they have on the board, and I'm and they don't know whether whether or not I drew the answer. It's just, you know, I just I I have I could potentially have um, tempo in my favor in the game without my opponent knowing it. So it's very fun. It's a very it's a very nice card. Like, just the way you said it too. It doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem as but, like but it can, but it can, as can be a game changer. Yeah, it can be. If a you game have changer. it in your opening hand, it can be a game changer. Yeah. It's like it's just a lot of people would like overlook it. Like oh, it's not doing damage. It's not getting rid of stuff, but it's giving you options. Yeah, and it's like a lot of people don't see that, so they just leave it there, and then you're like, oh, well, probably should have got rid yeah. of it when I did. Well, and yeah, and I, that's actually true too. I forgot that it also has the ability where if you pay, I think it's three, 
you can sacrifice it and then scry two again. Yeah. So so even if you just leave it on the battlefield late game, if I need an answer, I can just pay three mana, sacrifice it at any time that I want. So on an opponent's turn or my turn, I can scry two. So, Mr. Hunter, would you like to explain your number one? Uh, it's a tie, actually. It's a tie number one, and they're both dragon creatures. Can we take a <laughs> guess? Uh, yeah. All so. right. One, two, three, Dracusef. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, no. Really? Okay. Really? No. <laughs> I, I actually do love Dracusef. He's actually one of my, th he's my third, third favorite dragon. Dragon, right, okay. But the re here's, here's, I'll, I'll, this is my second favorite dragon. Yeah. The, the Hellkite Punisher. Yeah. The reason why I love the Hellkite Punisher so much is because you can tap X amount of red and you can, you just save it. You Plus plus one zero. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said earlier, if you have both of those mark mark of the vampire and yeah. demonic and uh, embrace, it's giving it a lot of counters. That that's not that's not just a lot of counters, but at that point, it it has flying. It's a demon. It's a vampire. Has, it has a life. It has life link. Yeah. Like and my and you could yeah it's so you're it's, pretty much paying so on that if they don't have anything that can block it you're pretty much paying one red mana for one life exactly so, so <laughs> my favorite one is actually Gardak or Gard good good dark or good drag my bad that's way botched that's oh, the, that, is that the one you explained earlier with yes, the artifacts that's that's, that's the three three drop five dragon. four yeah yep 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 the the reason why I like him. You don't. Have, he, he, I use him more for like a blocker sometimes. Yeah. But like he, he's. But when he comes on, like when he oh, becomes man. like the attacker, if, you're if like, oh it's five, damn, five, it's five damage. Yeah. yeah. And well, if, if I don't see my Hellkite for like maybe like the entire game, I'm gonna be throwing Mark Vampire or and Demonic Embrace on him, as you guys saw like yeah. in my in previous plays playthroughs that we've done. Like fuck, dude. Like I put Mark Vampire and Demonic not yeah. at the same time. But yeah, I put them. But, but then the moment that he, the moment that you're able to get him to attack, I mean, you've been building him up for this entire time, and when he attacks, it hurts. It also helps with the Alchemist gift too, if I have yeah. that, because then I throw down Death Touch on top yeah. of that Life Link, and then it's just uh, it's like oh cool, it's killing it, it's getting its health back, and it's hitting you for a lot. Like yeah, that that's. That's that's mostly the strategy that I like to go for whenever yeah. we play, and that that's what the deck is mostly built around. Which is really nice to mess with and like nice to play with. But it's like you said, you use it for a blocker. So a lot of times people will look at it and be like, "Yeah, it's going to be an issue." But if nine times out of ten, if you guys are playing with me and I throw an e bomb down, you'd be like, "Yeah, let's kill the e bomb before we kill that big dragon," because at least the dragon <laughs> we have time. Yeah, you guys have like maybe four or five. Depending, we got, got a long time. But with, even with Ebon, I could be like just sitting here. And I don't even have to hit you with him. All the other creatures can hit you. Just one, 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 yeah. one. It's like a broken record. One, one. It's. It just depends on who you're playing with. But even still, people will look at it and be like, "Oh, it just needs artifacts. We don't need it." It's like we we have time. We can do stuff. But nine oh. times out of ten, if you were to get a, like if you were to get a bunch of cards in your hand, people start targeting you because they know you're gonna start putting out instances. Because I, because I have answers for everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if like it just all depends because he usually plays it at the best possible time where it's like oh we got time and it's like ah oh, crap we really need to get because yeah. there's only been one time where it's either you kill that dragon or you kill my elementals and we let the dragon live. He almost won but still did a lot of damage to everyone. If I had to say like MVP for doing the most damage. Probably me then Hunter because I hit one of you with a sixty-four, sixty-four. Yeah, and then I hit you with like an eighty-eight. I've hit them Something, a lot yeah. with. That's why they hate Hydra's growth. That's yeah. why they hate it so much. Yeah. Anyways, Mr. Jake, would you like to explain your number one? It, 
I've gone through hell and back thinking about this now for the past probably five minutes. I've been contemplating <laughs> this. Just, <laughs> just to make sure this is exactly the answer I want to give. 47 and minutes later. <laughs> I don't think any of you guys are going to see this coming. Probably not. I, I don't even but know. I can't, I'm even, I can't make even make a guess. I'm going to make a random guess that it's that one creature that counts as three mana. No. Huh? Okay. It is not a lot of war tribe. Oh, okay. I'm not oh, even okay. going to try to guess, but uh, I, I don't even know. I'm going to I'm gonna know. take one. Is it big or small? Is it a big creature or a small creature? Don't answer that. I want to hear David first. I'm going to say one because okay. there's one that he really enjoys and he really banks on that I think is in that deck, but I think might be incorrect. Is it uh, Garrick's Uprising? It is not because that would be that would have been a good card because that's a card that really flows. That one with. came across my mind as well. Uh, right, well. The draw engine is really nice. Let's see what you got then. Uh, well, I was originally gonna pick Gargos actually. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, originally, that's originally, okay. I was originally gonna because you guys don't see him very often on tabletop. But, but when, when he hits, there. but when he hits the battlefield, but in arenas as well, mm -hmm. I use this card maliciously. Yeah. Yeah. As Rob and Damon have both seen when I play, this card is probably one of the most frequent cards to ever be in my starting hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Besides, we'll get to the other card that's usually in your hand when you play. But the actual number one that I'm going for is a Boreal Grazer. Really? Oh, okay, okay. yeah. I believe that is the perfect starting hand yeah. card, Yeah, in my it, opinion. Yeah, because you have... It is a one drop. Yep. Which, once it enters the battlefield, it allows you to immediately play another land from your hand. Yeah. Which, by turn two, you can have three land. And if some ungodly reason you have another one in your hand with another land, yeah, you can play four land by turn three, if not yep. more. It's and not to mention that he's a zero three body with reach. So anything that hit that anything that your opponent hits on the battlefield, he's blocking. He's blocking yep. things that are flying over top. He's blocking things low too. I have uh, I have been known to put some counters on him. Yeah. For uh, yeah. Specific boy who likes flights. <laughs> not naming names, Hunter. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> the reason why I built this deck so I can try to go around reach. No. All of a sudden, reach. God damn it. But yeah, Boreal Grazer, I think he is my all-time number one creature card like or one, enchantment. Yeah, like favorite card to play, Yeah, usually. But yeah, like that's everyone's. And I'm going to say some honorable mentions because yeah. I completely forgot about a card. And I'm going to put this in right now before anything. I would honestly switch, or put this as a number three also. Azusa. Azusa. Oh, Lost but Seeking. What her ability is, she's a three drop. Whenever she comes into the battlefield, uh, I have the option of playing, an, is it two additional lands? Two additional lands yeah. each turn. Yeah. Which means I have the potential of playing three lands after... Each turn. Or, yeah, each turn. So I lay a land down and I can play two more. Yep. Very nice. My other honorable mention is Cultivate, Migration Path, or anything that brings in land, anything that makes me search for land, that's ramp. Ramp is just a fun ability. It's very fun to have. Would you? Do you have any honorable mentions, Rob, that you can think of? Uh, we let let let's save everyone else's honorable mentions um, for like for, for for when we get back. Oh, for the second part, yeah, for running out of time. For, for the second part, yeah. So, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll go on a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll we'll, we'll get to everyone else's honorable mentions and then yeah. we'll continue with our favorite cards for magic i just want to point out he's the one doing this not me because i don't want to sound like an asshole like yeah let's get to my stuff first, yeah no, no, and no, you're I, saying, no he's just, the one i'm just doing it because the other host brought this up yeah <laughs> because uh the, that's probably gonna take a while to like well, yeah, well the, the the software that we that we, that we run this on we, only we, allows we, an hour only allows us 60 minutes on the dot 
Yeah. And so, when we're already running at fifty one, so I don't want to like go, go time, over. I don't, don't want to get cut off randomly. And then wait. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna go on break right so, now. So like we're gonna we're gonna to take it. a quick break and then come Intermission back. Intermission time. Little boys. And we're going to continue with our honorable mentions uh, since Damien went before uh, our intermission. I'm going to go. Um, the only honorable mention that I really have is the Enchantment Thousand Year Storm. Um, that card can, it just unleashes chaos very easily. What it does is that whenever I play an instant or sorcery, I copy it for each instant sorcery I played before that. So when I play my first one, right, it copies it for how many times I played before. Well, since it was zero, I don't copy it at all. But when I play my second one, I copy it one time. When I play my third one, I copy it two times. So it just gets progressively worse. And depending on the on the uh, instance and sorceries that I play, it can get very chaotic very fast. Oh yeah. So that's probably the only honorable mention that I have, Mister Hunter. Uh, so I have two honorable mentions. One of them is, uh, fuck, Dracuseth. We've all described Dracuseth, what yeah. he does. So we, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, because you just need to know, if you hear um, but, summoning Dracuseth, you have to kill it quickly, or it's the next turn he's going to hit you pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the second one, I'm going to kind of put two cards together because they're, they're essentially the same. Oh, yeah. They're not the same, but they, they do the same abilities. Yeah. Mirror match and then mirror weave. Oh, uh, yeah. Mirror weave is the, that blue or white. If I'm not mistaken, it's mirror march. It's mirror, yeah, it's mirror march. Oh, well. Either way, it makes sense, regardless of what yeah. you say. But, yeah, like, having either of those in there, in my, in, like, in deck or in my deck in general, just, like, Dracuseth, like we mentioned earlier with mirror mirror march mm -hmm. oh my god dude so basically what the cards do is it's when the enchantment's on the field whenever you summon a creature you flip a coin until you hit tails is it either one it's like so say you flip it you get three heads and then tails you copy the creature that entered the battlefield three times yeah it's the amount of times that you that, that you state either okay tails. so it's just like you so keep like going you gotta, into yep you got to keep on going until it hits the one that you're not that you didn't pick. Long story short, though, if you get over five of a very big creature, you just win, usually. Usually, unless someone has a board wipe or has something that can block, like, three of them. I think Mirror Weave only does every other creature, though. Yeah. And not... Every creature? Yeah. So, Mirror Weave is kind of a little different, only because it's every other creature. But... Yeah. Mr. Jake? I... Any honorable mentions? I believe I do have one. Yeah. Uh... It is Primal Might. Ah. Uh, yep. It is a sorcery. Currently probably the best fight spell you can have yeah. right now. Um, the only sources I really tend to carry in my decks happen to be fight spells. Yeah. <laughs> uh, For so good Primal reason. Might, target creature you control gets an XX until end turn, where X is the number of mana that you use to spend on it. Yeah. It can be any number that you require, like that you want, as long as you have the guaranteed one. If you have the mana, you can make a 10. You can give this thing a 10-10. Yep. And then immediately afterwards, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. Yep. Being a fight spell. Yep. So that means the creature that I have, say it's uh, the Gargos I mentioned earlier, 
and I happened to put like a 10 ton on it, making it like a 18, 17. And I slap, I uh, used the fight spell to make it fight maybe a 10, 10 or something. And then I can again immediately attack afterwards yep. with it. Because it, another... it, keep, it keeps those counters on it until in the turn. Until so, turn. so it doesn't only last through the uh, the fight. It lasts for the end turn. So now it keeps those 10 10 and you could swing at the opponent for an 18 17. So. Extremely good fight spell and actually extremely cheap card too. It's yeah. less than 50 cents. It's, yeah. it's a great fight spell. It's a very good fight spell. I'm gonna have to add that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with all those said and everything, you know, it's all said and done, we're gonna move on to our top three favorite planeswalkers. Now keep in mind, everyone here might not have a top three, and that's fine. So we're trying to shoot for at least one. And if you could really find the second one, by all means. And it doesn't have to be ones you've played. It could be ones that you thought were cool off the of lore, ones that look cool, ones that have cool abilities, stuff like that. Me, I'm going to start it off like usual because, you know, I guess, fuck me, I guess. There's two hosts, but I go first, so whatever. <laughs> first one is, it is his name is Soren Markov. And the way Planeswalkers work is they don't have an attack and defense. They usually tend to have three abilities, whether it be a static ability or two abilities that either add one loyalty or minus loyalty. And what loyalty is, is essentially the health of the card. So if I have five loyalty, that means if I get hit by a creature with five attack, it dies. So you can either add loyalty to it or decrease loyalty from it. What Sorin does is he has three abilities, a plus two, minus three, and a negative seven. Usually the big one, like the big uh, ability is what's called ultimate, which would be his negative seven. His plus two deals two damage to any target, and I gain two life from it. Which is very nice, because you can kill small creatures or just hit an opponent and gain life. And then, since he is uh, essentially gaining life, you can have vampires do things. You can have creatures that, like, whenever you gain life, for example, mainly vampires, which would be, you know, but they're serious. Yeah. You gain it. Or unless it's a black-white deck, you have the enchantment, which makes it go up. Uh, his negative three would be target opponent's life total becomes ten. Usually we play with 20 health, which would be half your health. But now we actually play with 30 because you can do a lot more. So if I throw in a Sorin and everyone's at 30 health and I point at someone and just go, boom, you're now at 10 health. That's very scary because you just lost two thirds of your health from literally not getting hit by literally just getting the life taken from you. Last but not least, his ultimate, I control target player's uh, turn uh, for its next turn. Now, I believe the stipulation of this is I cannot let you quit the game. That is a stipulation. You can't quit the game on someone's turn because you have to play it through. But yeah. I can make you get rid of your cards. I can make you spend the mana incorrectly, make you attack on purpose so you're left wide open. It's just, it makes it so gross. And it's just a crappy thing to deal with if you have to sit there, wait, and then have someone play for you. Like, it just sucks. It really just sucks. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that is my number three, Soren Markov. It's a very fun card to use. It's just like, you might only get to be able to do the number three because usually people just do the negative three to get someone down so they're not a threat anymore so you can worry on other people. But uh, yeah, that is my number three. Rob? Uh, my number three is mostly for lore, not necessarily um, gameplay-wise. He's only had an appearance in the game once or like the game was printed off as a card once. Uh, his name is Davriel. Uh, it's mostly because of lore. Um, I like his character. He, uh, yeah. So the card is called Davriel, uh, Rogue Shadow Mage. Um, I like him mostly for lore. Um, again, um, he's just, 
he's a dude that just wants to be left alone just wants to leave uh, live a life of peace just alone um but he uh he came across some uh artifact that gave him this power this this power on like the level of like deities and gods and because of it he became a target um and so his story is all about just trying to leave that and get what he gets what get what he wants which is just a life of solitude so it's an interesting story i really like i really like him would you like to read off his abilities at all or is it just the lore for you it's mostly just the lore for me okay. yeah okay. which it, it is pretty cool to like which is kind of ironic for me that you think I'd like him because I like the Hulk and he just wants to be left alone because yeah. he has a power that makes him a deity or a god. But it's just like, I don't know. I just, maybe it's because like I heard it so much. I'm just like, ah, oh, it's cool and all, but like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is a cool aspect to be like, to know that you, what you have inside you can make own like its own plane of existence or yeah. like destroy planes of existence. He has the power to be able to, but he doesn't. And it's just like because he wants to be left alone. I just want to be a farmer, dude. <laughs> I just want to be like Thanos, just be gone, yeah. be do my own thing. <laughs> All right. So I mean, this is also for lore purposes, but I do plan on getting this card at some point. This planeswalker, Sarkon. Yeah. Oh man. Uh I think this one, I'm going to be reading from the, the Dragon Speaker, though. Uh, oh, wait, that one does the same thing as the, 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 the Masterless, so... Uh, it might be the same same thing all around, never mind. So it might be the same card, but reprinted? Probably. Uh, I'm, I'm there's, not pro a, there's probably some minor differences, but... Yeah, yeah, I think there's some minor differences. The first one is exactly the same, though, from, yeah. what, I, from what I'm reading. But uh, Sarkon is, is just a dragon... Pretty much, a he's, dragon, a, mage. he's yeah, a dragon mage. Yeah. Dra dragon mage, but like he he can turn into a dragon himself too for like yep. one turn, just for one turn. Four four dragon with haste, indestructible, and flying. He oh, lives man. on the plane. I think it's called. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. MTG lore nerds are gonna hate me if I get this wrong, but I think it's called Jund. Is the name of the of the plane that he lives Pronounced on? Pronounced Jund. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my god, I can hear it that, already. But that, yeah. but that. That plane has nothing but dragons on it. It's literally the plane of dragons. He lives there, and he's lived amongst dragons his entire life. And became a dragon mage. So I feel like I'd be in heaven <laughs> if heaven was real. The, It'd be the, Jund. Yes. <laughs> yes. But is that your number three? My number three. That that's my old, that's my number one and only, my guy. That's fine. I mean, that's perfectly fine. So, like so I said, that's your, that's your only. Yeah, that's your number yeah, three, yeah. two, that's and my, one. That's my only one. Yeah. Which is like it's fair because you like dragons, and that's something that deals with dragons. Yep. So it's I mean, good. if I if I really wanted to, I can name off the other Sarkons too. But, but overall, it's gonna be Sarkons. It's just Sarkons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regardless. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Mr. Jake, would you like to name your number three? Uh, number three is gonna be a uh, Miss Vivian Arcbow Ranger. <clears throat> uh, her she's got three st uh, three abilities uh, plus one which allows me to put two one one counters on a up to two creatures yep so either two on one or one on two yeah uh, they also gain trample until the end of the turn Quick trample maps. being one of my uh, favorite abilities her minus three is a target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature planeswalker as your kitchen attempts to murder us <laughs> that was scary anyways <laughs> uh, let's not mind that too much so basically her minus three is a fight spell but instead of 
It, they don't. They don't actually fight. Yeah, it's because just us doing damage to them. Yeah, because a fight spell. The difference between a fight spell and what that is is a fight spell. Like both creatures actually deal damage to each other. Whichever one has the most amount of damage or has death touch, right? It just depends on who dies. This one, the creature is just dealing its damage, so it's not actually getting in the fight. Mm -hmm. So the creature you control doesn't take the damage, but it's still dealing the damage to the creature that you want to die. So making it a great counter for death touch. Yes, very much so. And then uh. The most probably underused ability. Because it's uh, just hard to get. It is pretty difficult to get, especially when people are focusing her quite often. <laughs> yeah. Uh, her minus five is you may choose a creature card that I own from outside the game, which is also known as my side deck. Sideboard, yeah. yeah sideboard, side deck. Uh, and then I get to reveal it and put it into my hand. This is where I'm going to put my power cards to where yep. I don't feel they could fit perfectly in my deck, but they're really good to possibly play off one-off cards or something like that yep. where I'm not about to guarantee, like... To be, able to, to, be able to counter something that, that the opponent played that you weren't necessarily looking forward to. Yep. And then if, like, your main deck doesn't have answers to, you could go and fetch and get answers for. Yep, absolutely. I have uh, yep. some enchantment removal through Thrashing Gronadons. I got some uh, gem razors for mutations and enchantment removal. Um, and raise runners, or yep. four raise runners, sorry. Those are also a really fun one. Are those those hogs? Those are those yeah. hogs. Yeah, that gives everything haste. Yeah, yeah, those uh, nasty things. Hold on, I have it right here. It's a very gross card. I lied, I don't have it right here. I don't know. It might be in your deck. It probably is in my deck. Yeah, if you need, a, if you need to kill an opponent quick, just uh, slap it and everything just attacks. And race four runners, everything has haste, everything attacks, everything has a buff. Pretty sure it gives everything trample too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it just does a lot. Yeah. Um, it does a lot, and it is a very good card. It is a very expensive card. I believe it is like a... Yep, but 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 by the time that you've worked up the loyalty points on Vivian to be able to activate that ability, you're in the late game enough to be able to actually drop that down. Yeah, yeah, it is a uh, eight drop actually. Yeah, it's very expensive. Uh, Vigilance, trample, and haste is what it comes with, and it gives other creatures that control a two two, and they gain vigilance, trample until the turn. Oh, so not haste, okay. yeah, not haste, but, but vigilance. Still. Vigilance and trample. This, yes. Yeah, but yeah, that was uh, his favorite card, which was Vivian Arcbow Ranger. I just know her as Vivian. That's just what we all do. We don't know the last parts of their name. You just yeah. know their names. Uh, my number two is actually tied for uh, a Johnny. There's two different Johnnies. There is the red white Johnny called Johnny Vengeant. He's a four drop, two of any color, one red, one white. The reason I like him is because he has a plus one, negative two, and his ultimate is negative seven. He has a three life or loyalty counter when he comes into the battlefield. His plus one. Target permanent does not untap during its controller's next end step, which means, or untap step. So if it was my turn and I tap one of Robert's creatures, it goes to him, his creature does not untap. Yep. It comes back to me. If I don't tap it again, he can untap it his second revolution around, or his, yeah, second revolution around. Yep. Yep. It's nine is two. I deal three damage to any target. I gain three life. Once again, it's literally damage for health, which it just helps green or white or any creature that needs the ramp from health. But this is what makes him scary. It makes him a primary target, so everyone focuses it instead of everything else on my field. His ultimate, I destroy all land or all lands of a target player that they control. So if I were to point at Robert, all 13 turns he played a land, gone. He can no longer play lands, or he can't play lands, but he can no longer summon stuff the next time it comes to his turn because he has no lands unless yep. he plays one. And land, lands aren't your only source of mana to be able to play cards, but, but, it's, your, but, but it's your 
primary one. Yeah, yeah it's your main you, one. You 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 use more lands than you do creatures and stuff to to give mana. Which like I thoroughly enjoy that because like I said, it gives me a lot of time to do stuff. Sure, he only has three, but I can do his plus one and just tap something that's big. And even if he dies, that doesn't untap when he comes to attack yeah. me. So it's just like okay, cool. I have something that actually does something for me, and I don't have to actually like wait for it, or I don't have to like you know. It's not going to attack me next turn, basically. It's either I make him defend or make him get his big creature down or scary creature down, or I just look at you and be like, hey, all of your stuff that you just waited all these turns, gone. It's dead. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's nice and all that, but whoops. <laughs> but the other one, I would probably say more than anything, is probably a Johnny inspiring leader. What he does is he has a plus two, a negative three, and a negative 10 for his ultimate. His plus two, I gain two life, and I put two one one creatures up to uh, up to one target creature. So basically, uh, I just put two. That's a weird way to say that on up to one target creature. Why not just say on one target creature? That's really weird. So basically, I can put two one one counters on something. So a one one becomes a three three, and I gain life off it. Which, if it's once again, if it's a, <laughs> if it's a bloodthirsty aerialist, it gains a one one, gains two more one ones. So it's now. Five six, but then his negative three is exile a target creature. Its controller gains two life. So if I want to get rid of a creature on my side that's about to die, I can be like, nope. So the damage goes through, but then I'd be like, oh, exile it anyways. Gain three life from it. His ultimate is what is really nice about him. Creatures I control gain flying and double strike. Flying, we already know what that is. Flies over creatures without flying or reach. You can't be blocked. Double strike means I hit you twice. So if I have a ten ten. I hit you once for 10, and I hit you again for 10, and it equals 20. I can almost kill you if I have a 10-10. And it's only till the end of turn, which means by the time I'm done attacking, it goes away, but it's super nice if you have multiple creatures, let alone if you have three and he only has two blockers. That third one, no matter what like its damage is, it's gonna hit you. Unless it's one, and hey, kudos to you, you did two two. <laughs> but if it has lifelink, by all means, you gain two life. It's just, it's a very nice card to have. It's a very fun card to have. And overall, I just thoroughly enjoy playing it. It's just super nice. So it's like you get counters, you get life, and then it's just boom, I'm going to hit you multiple times. <laughs> Very nice card to play. Your number two. Uh, my number two is probably Teferi. Um, Which one? Is it Time Raveler? Well, Time Raveler is good, but then the one from, um, from M20 is also really good too. Teferi is a Time Master. I will find it while you were talking. It's ER. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because I'll find it just okay. Uh, so Teferi Time Raveler, we'll talk about that one first. Um, he ended up getting banned for obvious reasons. Um, people who know that card are probably moaning as I say his name. Um, but he was a really good card, he was a three drop and he allowed for early game survivability. Um, which in and he's also blue white, which was part of my favorite color combination. Um, so when I played him as blue white, he helped me survive. Um, the early game till the last and the late game, which is where I where my decks like to thrive. Um, and he was, you just gained a lot of value off of him too. Um, you're able to use uh, his one of one of two abilities. Um, the second one uh, allows you to completely return. Um, I think it was a permanent. Pretty sure it was a permanent, just a non-land permanent. So that means like an enchantment creature or something to their hand, so it's just off the field and they have to replay it if they want to. But then I also get to draw a card off of it. Just a lot of value there. And then in late game, if he's still on the field, I could use his his other ability, which allows him to play um, 
uh, cards that normally I could only play on my turn on opponent's turn too. Um, I really like that about his gameplay. And then Teferi, I'm pretty sure it's Master of Time. There it is. Um, Teferi Master of Time. It's... That one came out M21. You said M20. Oh, sorry. That's all I was like, M20. What? He came out on that one? Um, but I have that card. It's a fun card yeah. to mess with. Teferi Master of Time. Uh, he allows you to play any of his abilities on your opponent's turn, which is really fun. Um, allows you to draw a card. Uh, allows you to get rid of a creature on the field. And then if you are able to do it, it allows you to take two extra turns. Um, Which, if you're running a blue anything deck, it's nice to have more than one it'd be, turn. It'd be, it'd be a huge game changer to have more than one turn. Um, it'd be two additional turns. To be able to have three turns in a row with him, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. Um, but I don't just like him for the gameplay either. Him as a character in the lore is really cool. Because um, he's the master of time. He manipulates time to his will. So he can travel in the future, travel into the past. It's it's really cool. I enjoyed Teferi as a as a character. So he kind of looks like Idris Elba for anyone who's wondering. Like that's yeah. not a racist thing. He looks if you dope look at him. too. He, he looks, looks really like cool. Idris Elba. Yeah, he looks really cool. His staff and everything's really cool too. I he's really... a wizard. Every wizard has a staff or some kind of <laughs> magical ability. Your face is a staff. Listen here, only my mom's allowed to call me that. <laughs> Anyways. Hunter already said his are all yeah. cons. Yeah, you know, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because dragons, man. Because <laughs> love my dragons. They like my birds. They like my birds in the trees. Mr. Jake, would you like to explain <laughs> your number second. two? Number two <clears throat> used to be my number one, actually. Uh, Vraska Regal Gorgon, mm -hmm. a seven drop, green black. Um. Comes with five loyalty points straight off. Plus two, put a 1-1 counter and up to one target creature. That creature gains menace until end of turn. What menace is, is that it requires your opponent to block with two creatures instead of one. Which, there's lots of fun combinations with oh, that yeah. and other cards. It forces, it forces your opponents to either have to take face damage or possibly sacrifice two creatures. Unless you have creatures that, for example, are like uh, any creature with menace now has to be blocked by three creatures. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> so Death Touch, kill three creatures. Lifelink, get three different sources of health. Like, you're just, it's just a disgusting combo. Regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, her minus three is actually just destroy target creature, just outright. Oh uh, it's a phenomenal ability, especially where you're kind of hurting and you topped a, you topped a top deck, yep. your Vraska. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the stats of the creature. It no, just, just dies. It just it's dies. just gone. Unless it has indestructible, which a lot of yeah. creatures do not have, no, which is just like cool. It's a bit of a rare ability. And then the one ability, just like, just like the uh, Vivian that I don't touch very often, just because it's extremely hard to get. Minus ten for each creature card in your graveyard. Put a one one target, uh, one one counter on cre each creature you control. So for every creature I would have in my graveyard, that basically acts as a stat boost to all my other creatures. So like long story short, as he explained earlier, how he likes playing uh, with a creature that brings stuff back from like with black, doesn't matter. It's either it's coming back on the field or it's buffing him later on. So it's like his graveyard is his greatest thing to him. It's going to help either way. Graveyard synergy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's disgusting. It's, it's, it works. It's just gross. That's what, that's what green, black revolves around since <laughs> since that's your favorite combination i mean you're playing how it's supposed to <laughs> <laughs> pretty much 
But yeah, moving on to my number one. My number one is another tie between two different planeswalkers. And no, they're not both a Johnny. But one of them isn't a Johnny. First one is Johnny the Great Hearted. He is a four drop, two of any color, one green, one white. He has five health when he enters the battlefield, or five loyalty. Uh, basically, he has a static ability, which what a static ability is means it doesn't gain any anything off. It doesn't take away from his total like life or loyalty counter. It gives all my creatures vigilance. With what vigilance does is whenever you attack with a creature, you have to turn the card sideways, which means it's tapped, which means it cannot defend anymore or it can't do anything. Well, with vigilance, whenever you attack, you do not have to tap your creature. Your creature stays upright, which means you can defend after attacking. It's it's just nice to have overall because it's like you can attack and not be afraid to have something come and attack you. Because if your attack doesn't go your way and they end up blocking or end up just stopping you outright and your creature doesn't die, you can still have it to defend to kill anything that comes at it. Uh, it's plus one. is just you gain three life. Uh, as you can tell, I thoroughly enjoy life gain. It's very fun to have life. It's very nice to have that like synergy with life. It's just a great feeling to be like, ah, four health, three health, two health. <laughs> uh, his minus two, it's technically not an ultimate, but if you want to call it that, he puts uh, one one counter on each creature I control and for every other, so like every other uh, planeswalker that isn't him uh, gains a loyalty. So they gain one extra health or loyalty as you would. It's just a nice like support card. It's one of my favorite support cards to have because it's just, once again, it just makes everything like a wall. It's like, oh, I'm gonna hit you, but then, you know, it's gonna come back and it's just gonna suck to like have to attack it again. My last one is another Soren. It's called Soren Vengeful Bloodlord. It is also a four drop, two of any color, one white, one black, four health or loyalty. And he has a static ability also. As long as it's my turn, creatures and planeswalkers I control have lifelink. So anything that attacks, I gain life off of it. If it's my turn and I attack with it, I gain life off of it if it hits. It's plus two is he deals one damage to any target player or planeswalker, which means I get basically one health every time. And that ups his health. His ultimate is negative X. The X stands for like if I want to do minus one, minus four, etc., etc. Return target creature card with converted mana cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield. That creature is a vampire in addition to its other types. Which, the vampire synergy, very good. He's just in there and like, even if he's not in a vampire deck, a white-black deck with lifelink is so fun to mess with. Because it's like, oh, sure, you killed my, my one creature, but I have 96 health. Have fun hitting me 44 times while I'm here. There's also black cards where, um, where it has that ability where whenever you gain life, like it deals that much damage to players too. Yeah, or so. it's like it gains a 1-1 one, one, or... It's like for every time you gain health, a creature gets negative this, negative this, depending on yeah. how much health you gain. It's just, it's so gross. It's such a fun like planeswalker to mess with. And yeah, those are my top three favorite planeswalkers that I've used, played with, or just thought were cool in general. Mr. Rob. Uh, my number one um, was Jace. Um, not really any specific Jace, just Jace in general. Um, so is it like, is it like Mr. Hunter there with Sarkon? pretty much where it's just like the lore of it and everything yeah. about it um very similar to, to davriel on my list it, it, a lot of the lore um but i have played with him too um and i do like the way he plays also uh the way that planeswalker plays any of the james planeswalkers um you usually are going through your library uh drawing cards very fast and then in some cases can even win if you draw all, your entire library um 
and uh, there's some other Jaces that also go through the opponent's library. Uh, he mainly either attacks or, or helps you go through um, libraries um, as a Planeswalker in terms of gameplay. But in terms of lore, uh, one of the coolest things about him is that he became the embodiment of magic itself. So he was the most powerful magical being at one point. Um, he even uh, fought um, a uh, battle just through like mines. So like a mind battle per se um, with a sphinx, which are considered to be one of the most powerful creatures in that type of magic is being able to um, enter in your mind and completely destroy it. Like perceive future yeah. and like past, yep. present. Like it's, it's insane. Jace at a very young age fought a sphinx in the mind battle. So in a sphinx's own game and beat it, completely shattered its mind and killed it. So put in perspective, imagine yeah. beating the Flash in a foot race or the Hulk in a feat of strength. At a very young age, yeah. yeah. So Jace, just in general, he's a really cool planeswalker. Uh, he's not all about like physical strength. He's all about magic, and he is all about destroying you through your mind. Could you imagine so. if he was that weak, though? Like, just a paper cut would shatter him as a human being. Yeah. <laughs> like, just absolutely just destroys him. Well, good luck a... getting it to him, because the moment he raises a finger, your mind is just shattered, and what you're, just, you're just, just on the floor drooling. What happens if you're just so, like, you're just so dumb, though? That's true. I think his biggest weakness will literally just be, like, literally just stubborn people, I guess, or people Maybe. that are just, like... Don't know. I don't. I don't know the extent. Yeah, we of don't power. know lore. Yeah, yeah, but like, like I said, there's always gonna be that one person that's like, "Oh, how does he work?" We're or not like diehard into magic. We just really enjoy the game yeah. and the lore. We've, we've we've casually looked up the lore every now and then. But their the lore, lore is, is long. Really cool. Yeah, a lot of it can be it's long. Really long. It's it is pretty cool. Yeah, Mister Hunter, for the third and final time, would you like to say your favorite planeswalker? <laughs> fucking Sarkon, dude. You want to know why? Why is that, Hunter? It's because it's dragons. Hey, you fucking stole my... You know what? I'm going to go to attack the most here. I was going to say D-Raggins, okay? There's a difference. Yeah, it's D-Raggins. It's pronounced Dr. Aggins. It's dragon these nuts across your face. Anyways, yeah, Sarkon, dude. Because dragons. Because the junt. <laughs> but last and certainly not least, Mr. Jake, would you like to tell your favorite... <laughs> Planeswalker of all time, which we all have experienced, I think, besides Hunter. I think Hunter didn't get to experience the... Maybe. I don't no, know. Wait, which one is it? Um, number one is, uh, without a doubt, Nyssa, who shakes the world. Yeah, yeah I've dealt with her. Also, also ca- not casually, but also nicknamed Nyssa, who shakes the meta. For, yeah. for, for good reason. She, uh, <laughs> seen her once, though. She's a five drop. Um, her static ability, as Davey mentioned, uh, whenever you tap a forest for mana, a green land, uh, add an additional green land. Yep. So every time I would have tap one green land, it's going to count for two. Yep. Um, so it makes which, anything you play for green mana cheaper. Yep. Instantly cheaper. Uh, and then her plus one is put three 1-1 one, one counters and up to one target non-creature in land I control. Yep. So much like V2 Gazi, that card I mentioned earlier... I'm basically animating a land into a creature. Yep. But they're also going to uh, gain hand. vigilance and haste. Yes. So they get attack immediately, and they don't tap for it. They get defend at the turn after. Nope. Uh, which then leads up to her. And not, not not to mention that they're also still lands. Yeah. So you could also tap them right for the land, and then because of her static ability, you're gaining more mana off of that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, 
Um, and then her her minus eight, with the only other ability she possesses. Uh, you get an emblem, which is a it's there. It's not going anywhere. There's no way to get rid of it. It's just there. Yeah. Uh, it's usually got some type of stipulation or something. Yep. Uh, this one is lands you control have indestructible, which we have mentioned multiple times. It's not all the so Vitugazi since he was a land can be indestructible. The lands that he just animated with his planeswalker, indestructible. Uh, which then leads to the rest of the ability. Search your library for any number of forest cards. Put them onto your battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. So, a deck on average contains around 20 to 24 lands. 20 to 24 lands, land, yeah. And this ultimate, uh, the minus eight, allows me to pull out every single one of those green land that I have. Yeah, and just if, put them onto the field. If you're playing just a solid green deck, every single land that you have is going to be a forest. Which, so you can just take all those forests and just put them on the battlefield. Yep, yeah, which is usually the go-to plan in the deck. She's ran yeah. in a mono green, yeah. again, solo green deck. Um, so usually she's paired up with uh, her other ability, which then I'm basically going to create undying 3-3 creatures yep. for as long as I'm there. Yep. Yeah. And even then, like, that Planeswalker too, you don't even need to get to her ultimate, just her static ability giving you more mana, and then her, her plus one animating the land. A cool synergy you could do with that is you could tap a land for mana, and then you could use your plus one ability to animate the land, and because it has vigilance and haste, it immediately untaps. Mm -hmm. So then you could then again tap it for mana. So for one land, you're gaining four mana off of that cute, like cool little trick that you that you could do. And with that trick, you can summon in massive creatures too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just her static ability and her plus one ability alone, she is she is a very good planeswalker. Yep. There's a a little trick I like to use as well that everyone kind of knows of. It's called a floating mana. Yeah, yeah. Um. So what you do with that is you can pre-tap the land that you want to use and it'll just kind of sit there until the end of your turn just the mana is just sitting there unused yep. so if i were to pre-tap like rob said and then untap again i can basically make it so that is extra like an extra mana again yep yep so like the potential that she has with land and ramp is just absolutely yep. and astronomically insane she ramps she creates creatures and then because that insane ramp that she produces, you could play things like Gargos mm -hmm. that you mentioned earlier, that huge Hydra. That's I'm pretty sure it's like a seven drop. Yeah, you could just play huge creatures the yep. moment she hits the battlefield, like a lot sooner than what, what you'd normally be able to. Yep, which makes her with uh, my V2 Gazi even scarier. Yeah. So yeah, last but not least, we're gonna go around the table and say two cards that we are scared of when they hit the battlefield that you know is about to be played. <laughs> And we're gonna say both of them, we're not, we're gonna give a quick rundown of what they do. For example, a card that I am scared to usually play, it's fun to play, but it's scary because you don't know how the game's gonna end. That you play? Mm-hmm. Okay. Planner Cleansing. Oh yeah. It gets rid of all permanents on the field. That is all enchantments, all artifacts, all equipment, all creatures, enchantments, anything. Just all your non-land permanents, dead. Just gone, gone <laughs> away with I'm pretty sure, does it kill or does it exile? I think it destroys. I think it's destroy all non -land. It destroys all of them, yeah. Yeah, so it destroys all non-land. So if you have indestructible, kudos to you, but nine times out of ten, we don't. Yeah. So it's fun to play because you basically restart the game, but it's like, oh, it's just so, it's so like, I never want to play. Haven't you played it like three or four times though? So? Yeah, and like the reason for it is because it's like, oh yeah, it was fun at first, but then when you force me to do it, it's scary because I usually have 
all my mana tapped for the majority of it and I don't have very many cards left. Yeah. So it's just like, hope for the best. Slam it down and just go for it. Planar Cleansing. The second one that is very scary to me that none of us have played, but I've heard about and I've seen, is called World Ending Sword. And oh, yeah. what World Ending Sword does is when it activates, it's an, it's just an artifact. Whenever you activate it for, I think it's like 9 or 10, it literally restarts the game. You grab your, you literally grab your uh, hand, you grab your graveyard, put it into the library, shuffle, and you restart the game. You still have the same amount of health. <laughs> and you restart. <laughs> I think I was looking into that one. Of, I think I was looking into that card. Yeah, it's a very. I was, I was wanting to add that into like a dragon deck. Yeah, it's like just like fun. I'm not gonna lie. It's like let's kill. And it, and when I say it restarts everything, you lose your land, your creatures, everything. Shuffle it. So, and you so it's pretty much like a planar cleansing in a way. Just even. It's like on like it's just. It's, it's like a massacre girl times planar cleansing. It's yeah. the board wipe of all board wipes. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. Literally restarts the game. Mr. Rob, do you have any... You don't have to say two. You could just say one that you get scared of, even if you see it on the on the battlefield. I forget the name of the card, to be honest with you, but it was an artifact. Um, I think I already know what it is. The, the, the name had like... A, oh, that too, but no, this one um, has a gate in the name, I'm pretty sure. Where uh, or or doors or something. You mentioned you mentioned it to me. Oh, it's, doorway it's, to nothingness. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doorway to nothingness. That that's the that's that's one of the cards that I'm afraid of. Um, what exactly does it do? So what it is is an artifact, and I believe it costs ten. It costs two of every color, and it hits the battlefield. And when you activate its ability, which is ten again, I think it costs ten colorless. It doesn't matter, but it costs it or something. Yeah, it yeah. costs two of each. You tap it, you point at a player, they're out of the game. Does not they matter how much health yeah. they have, anything, they're just out of the game. Yep. And so then if you, if, if you it, have the mana to play it, the next turn, they're going to be able to use the yep. ability on you. So you have to get rid of it that turn or you lose the game. Yep. And it's just like, it's gross. Some of these cards you're going to hear us say are only in Commander, but even still, if we were playing Commander, that's a scary thing to see. Because it's like, well, if we don't well, kill this person or get rid of it, yeah. they tap it, we're gone. Yeah. Well, my my next card that that was my number two because that that at least gives you a turn. Whereas to, where, whereas really... this one Embercleave. Oh, that's not what I was thinking no. of at all. Embercleave. That one, depending on the deck, when that hits the battlefield, you're just losing that turn. You're losing that phase. To be more accurate. Yeah. Because you're usually playing Embercleave in your combat phase. The moment that hits a creature with uh in in the middle of combat phase, that is out. That that can just kill you. Possibly. Would you like to explain what it is? Um, it's an artifact. Yep. Um, you attach it to a creature. Mm -hmm. when, the moment it enters the battlefield, you attach it to a creature. It gives it a one-on counter, but then it gives it tr a double strike and trample. Which there's a lot of technicalities between those two abilities, but just know those two abilities synergize very well and it's very deadly. Um, and depending on the deck that you have it in, if you have things that make that that whatever that creature is do more damage, if, yep. you, if you have more counters on that creature. I think is hitting hard and it is going to kill you because of trample no matter what you block it will kill you it doesn't even give you a turn to be able to well it's maybe only, survive it's only weakness would be death touch technically no because of death because of double strike well first strike goes through oh, death yeah. touch well i guess it's only weakness then it's like if you can destroy embercleave on the thing if you have an instant speed removal for embercleave then yeah there is also there is also that uh that goblin that like however much damage is dealt to it they deal it back to you yeah. So if you hit it twice, it's going to still yeah. do damage to you. Yep. So it's like if I'm dying, you're dying with me. But that but that thing has the possibility of just not even giving you an extra phase yeah. to have an answer. You have to have an answer for it that phase or you could just possibly lose the game. 
So I actually, yeah, I have two. I also have three. I kind of, I'm scared of a lot of your guys' cards. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> like V2 Gazi, I'm scared of. They're, V2 Gazi, scary, yeah, because it's they're, instant they're, speed. You have annoying. two cards that I'm actually scared of, Damien. You got both the Hydra and that fucking Ebon. Oh, and you got Veto too. What? What Hydra? The the shit. What Hydra is that? Was it the new one that you got? Talking about Grackma? Yeah. Is it the black green Hydra? Or that? that no, that's Jake's. No, he has Grackma. I have Grackma. Yeah. Grackma. So is the that one Hydra? Or are you talking about the vicious Watcher? Because we both have that one. That's the one where like if you murder it, it attacks you before you murder it. Oh, Gargos. it will fight and then come back. Yeah, Gargos. Yeah. Yeah, Gargos. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. we both have that one. I'm a big fan of Gargos. What is your other? Is this is this other card tied for second place or first place? Because you said you had three. So I, I said V2 Gazi. Gargos. Gargos. And then... You said I have another one? Vito. Oh, yeah. Vito. Yep. Vito. Vito. You said. Vito and, and Ebon are kind of like... It, it kind of a tie. They're not like my the scariest. But, but it's like, if you see them, what would you rather have? Something that does damage to you without touching you or something that just gains well, health? Because they both play together very well. And, and they're I, both vampires. What, and that's what I hate about it. Yeah. Ah, fuck, dude. <laughs> Man, man, Ebon's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> everyone just can clearly say. Um, so I have two. Okay. Um, well, that's usually no particular order. Well, <laughs> I apologize for that. No particular order. Um, this first one is gonna be Wildborn Preserver. Yep. This is a card that has been very... It's a hot topic in this house. Um, Once again, it's one of my cards. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely a Damien card. So, you know, it's a little oh, sketchy. Uh, it is a two-drop. Yeah. Uh, one of any color, one green. Uh, it is a two-two. I love that creature. It has flash, which allows you to play it any time during the game. Yeah. And it has reach, yeah. which allows it to stop flying. Yep. Um, the big trick about this card, though, is whenever another non-human creature, which this will typically be ran in a non-human deck, yep. uh, enters a battlefield under your control, you may pay X mana. And when you do, X becomes 1-1 one, one counters that you put onto Wildborn Preserver that do not come off at yep. the end of the turn. So those are permanent. So, for example, if I, were to, if I have 5 land and I play Ebon for 1... I could tap four more, which means five mana was spent to cast Ebon. That extra four will give me four 1-1 one, one counters on Wildborn Preserver. It is such a hot topic of a card that we are still, they're still debating if we should house ban it, which means I can't even play with it in a deck because well, it is that, was, that annoying. That was a while, that was a while ago. I'm pretty sure. He also sh hasn't played it in a long time. And there's yeah. new cards that make it even grosser. Yeah. Like, I have yet to put Hydra's Growth on it. I did it once, and then you guys even, kill immediately. Even grosser. Yeah, I dude. like that word. Yeah. <laughs> grosser. Not more gross. Grosser. <laughs> it breaks the laws of language. <laughs> Literature. For a second there, I thought you were about to say physics. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it should. It's a, it's a fox that could somehow outreach something that is taller than a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah. Which... It's but magic. All of it breaks. For, for, for a second there, I thought I also had... No, that's a different card. What would you say? Uh, next? What were you going to say next? Ah, uh, my final card. Uh, this is more for... I play this card. Or have played this card. Um, I, this is really targeting one specific person to who doesn't like this card. 
It was called God Pharaoh Statue. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I'm surprised you didn't say that. That's I'm awesome. also that's why I threw it in there because I was having issues with the second card. I'm not too scared of it. It's more so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I would be scared to play against it because I primarily don't function with enchantment removal or artifact removal. Uh, it is a six drop legendary artifact. Um, spells your opponents cast any spell now cost two more and at the beginning of my end step each opponent loses one life it's so at the off. end of my turn every round every opponent loses a health except for me yeah um the big impact about this card is definitely it's two mana it's you, tax on like everything yeah you know, it's the tax on everything is it gets it's a, it's expensive a ass. Yep. so and so like Usually we we run answers to artifacts and stuff, and but say like the answer is like a two drop, right? But because that's on the field, in it order to be able to answer it, you now have to pay four yeah. to be able to answer it. Yeah, it just yeah. it's just it's it's a fucking annoying card, but it works well. And being colorless, I'm more than able to run it in my green yeah. ramp deck. So yeah. We can run it in any scary. deck because it's colorless. You can mm -hmm. run it in any deck. Uh, it is definitely a nightmare, especially if you were to put ramp in there, get it on the field as soon as possible to where your enemies don't have enough land to be able to do anything significant. It's it's a great way to make early to mid game your your territory, which is primarily where I like to function the most is early to mid game, because by late game I've already pretty much have primarily all my stuff on the board that I want on the board. So yeah, if we uh, if you had to break down this episode in any way, shape, or form, it's that Rob is a police officer when it comes to magic. You have to follow the rules he lays down, which is the way the the colors he likes, white and blue, work. You got Hunter who loves his dragons. He's a dragon tamer. Probably his favorite show growing up is Dragon Tales, which wouldn't surprise me. Hey, shut the fuck up. I love a good-ass show. You know, you just shut the fuck up. <laughs> you got Jake who loves ramp. He just, you know, he's like a, he just sounds like a tree hugger, which isn't a bad thing. It just sounds like what he would be in, like, you know, the lore. And I, a lot of the cards I explain just make me fucking primary target number one because I like playing cards that really shake the foundation of the game. It's just, it's just, as you can tell from how Hunter has a card that annoys him, Rob has a, cor a card that annoys him, Jake has PTSD from a card that annoys him. <laughs> but now, last but not least, we're going to make this real quick. We're going to say the colors we do not like the most. And I'm pretty sure R3 is all the uh, same. I gotta go, guys. Um, <laughs> yep, get oh, the fuck out of here. So on three, we're all gonna say the one color we don't like. One, two, three, blue. blue. All right, that's nice. <laughs> Later. Later. Well, thanks. High five to you. Oh, high five to you. Dwarves. Dwarves. High five to you. High five to you, sir. What is your least favorite color before we kick you off the podcast? Um, It's probably turtles. Probably red. Yeah. Just because it's very aggressive and that really that counter it really yeah. counters my decks. But yeah, it's fun to play red. It's every also, now and then. the reason why I play red. <laughs> yeah, it's why they hate each other, but they don't attack each other as much as they attack <laughs> us. Because, like I said, we do dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, you guys do dumb right, shit, yeah. and then we're like, yeah, you need to die. One, two, three, elves. <laughs> elves, yeah, dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, thank right. you very much for joining me on, you know, everyone's leaving, but thank you very much for joining I'm, me today. I'm, I'm not leaving. Well, no. okay. Well, thank you for joining me on today's episode. And uh, as always, I'll be waiting in the lobby the next time you queue up. Thank you very much for listening, and I always enjoy the support.